0: Made in the trade, Batman City of Owls. And we're back.
1: Oh, we're back. We're, you, they thought we were gone, but
0: we weren't gone. Nope. We were here the whole stinking time. Just like Bruce Wayne's brother. Now, for those of you who've been subscribed to Made in the Trade, you may have noticed there haven't been a lot of episodes in the year 2016, so we're rectifying that. (laughs) Doing many more episodes in 2017, in fact, more than maybe any other year you've listened to Made in the Trade. So, to start it off, we're doing a sequel! Yes! We're doing a sequel of Court of Owls... And who is with us in Court of Owls but Mr. Billy McCoy. Yeah. And he's back to review The City of Owls, the next storyline from Mr. Scott Snyder and Capullo.
1: Thanks for inviting me back.
0: You're welcome.
1: I appreciate it. You are welcome.
0: So, The City of Owls, the continuation of The Court of Owls, Court of Owls which introduced a uh underground society a secret society of the upper crust of gotham city who manipulate the events in gotham city through a variety of manipulation murder etc and now we get to know a little bit more about said court of owls because it was really shrouded in mystery it was
1: and i was surprised at how this picked up almost immediately mm-hmm. where court of owls uh like left off like there there was very little like you know six months later right no this this picked up almost immediately and i i love stories that do that and
0: yeah it's like snyder almost wrote it as a one story arc because this is part of the ongoing monthly comic book series right we've got them collected here and it's it's interesting that it's still yes it's sequential it's a, an accumulation of sequential uh, comic book issues, but both uh, trades read like a trade, like they are written for the trade, essentially.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And even uh, I found out with City Vowels, like all the, there's a there's a couple of side stories
0: in, in this. Yes.
1: Uh, that are great, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, uh, especially the Mister
0: Freeze. Uh, oh yeah. So let's start off with the first issue or chapter as listed in the book. here. Sure. There's basically the invasion of the Batcave. Right. Um, which, you know, as longtime uh, Batman fans, you'll probably be like, that never happens. It rarely happens. You could count on two fingers when a villain has been in the Batcave, let alone attacked Batman in the Batcave.
1: But it I, I love the infiltration. Like, yeah. it was almost uh, all of the things that were just random pieces in the Batcave mm-hmm. actually came into play. Like, the Tyrannosaurus Rex that's always been in the Batcave. That, uh, of course, of course Batman would have all of these defenses for, like, if a random zombie army of assassins ever attacks the Batcave, like, this is the plan that we right. use. and. Alfred, i am kind of stepping up and jumping mm-hmm. into the, like, oh, okay, well, it's a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> like, here's my shotgun. Here's my shotgun, like, I guess I'm going to go do this now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, spoilers, like, I- I'll just assume everybody that's listening to yeah, this the, is the Yeah,
0: like, we're going to go through the whole book. We're going to so go through the whole book. it's spoiled for Can you. Can we
1: talk about, like, the mecha suit? Yeah. Like, that all of a sudden, this mm-hmm. amazing, like... Batman coming out in this like
0: it's like a Hulkbuster armor. It, lo- it's, it looks exactly yeah. like
1: Hulk bu- Hulkbuster armor, and I'm and I'm trying to think like this isn't this isn't Miller. This right. isn't like fighting Superman. Right. This is if a large group of zombies are attacking <laughs> you, and all the zombies have superpowers, and you need to just rip them apart.
0: Yeah. It's it seems it is inspired by the Dark Knight Returns anti Superman suit. It's definitely got the bulky look to it. It's got the bat ears and all that. But it it is he's, he's submerged in it like a big Iron Man type tank mecha suit. Yeah, you're right. It's but I would honestly think, you know, well, I've got this in case I need to who knows, fight Superman someday. Right. You know.
1: And and what did you think about his comment in the book? Uh right before he's fighting the zombies, one of the things that affected me was like him saying something along the lines of like I don't have to hold back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't have to hold myself back when it comes to, and, like, enjoying the fact that he didn't have to pull punches.
0: Right. What did I think of that? Did, and, did that affect you at all?
1: Maybe it was just me. It was just, n- like...
0: Okay, so here's, here's the thing. I think coming out with the suit, right? Okay. It, it instantly draws readers like you and me to what I just mentioned, Dark Knight Returns. And in Dark Knight Returns, there's that scene where he's using the Batmobile... With the rubber bullets, yes, because he's fighting against real people, and Batman doesn't kill people. No, now if he's saying that these people are already dead, or at least very much uh, resilient to physical harm, and by the way, these aren't Billy used the term zombies. They're essentially like ninjas with body armor, like like high tech armor that they can fly. They they basically they're they're the court of owls. I mean they they they're called talons, right?
1: They are, but I, but there's there's definitely a degree of like undead yeah factor about them. Like uh, you can stab them, you can shoot them, you mm-hmm. can you can take them apart. Like there's a chemical mm-hmm. base, and that's why I kind of didn't view it as like mech suits or tech suits or anything like that for the for the Talons. Right, like, but they're
0: flying around. Yes, they can fly, and that's that's courtesy of their suits. And they have like scanning equipment in their visors and all this stuff. They. It's it's very much a scaled-down type Iron Man suit.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it says, Master Bruce. Uh, so this is a panel. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's Alfred talking with Bruce. And he goes, Master Bruce, the talent, strength, their healing capabilities. Please, uh, for you, it means certain. What it means, Alfred, is that I can play rough for once. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me. I, I think it just affected me because it painted a picture that I hadn't really thought about of Bruce... I guess enjoying it or not enjoying it, but like always holding himself back. Like,
0: well, when you think of who he studied with, right, he studied with ninjas, samurais, all these martial artists, and he's trained by people who are trained to kill. So I think since he has that code of ethics that he does not kill, then he's got to work his himself around. And by the way, if you're inflicting bodily harm on everyone, you do have to hold back to make sure that people aren't dying,
1: you do, but i I think I think I liked it so much is the fact that the best Batman moments to me are are the moments that I can associate with okay like I and I find that like myself the older I get, like someone who's made themselves into a superhero mm-hmm. appeals to me more. I think you and I have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it like microphones were on when we had it, but okay. like the reason I'm drawn to Batman, I think later in life is that. Uh, The the older we get, and I'm not saying we're old; we're very Mm -hmm. young. We're sitting surrounded by transformers as we record this. But you're drawn to somebody that can that has made themselves into Mm -hmm. a superhero, and so this humanizing, like, finally, like I'm the superpowered behemoth. Like I get this is. I wonder if this is what Superman feels like. I wonder Mm -hmm. if this is what you know. Bane feels like all powerful in a suit. Like so when attacking. he's in the armor, yes. he's
0: also saying, I can also not have to hold back. I don't have to hold back. for So like, it's like what Superman would feel if he's going against a doomsday or a dark side. or
1: Where it's just blow yeah. for blow. you mm-hmm. know. Like, And that was great to me. That was very, that for some reason, that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, we're talking about head. a moment uh, I, I wanted to point out, that the artwork changes. It's like Capullo needed a day off or something.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it's it's incredibly jarring. I'm yeah. Sh- I'm sure it was less so when you're reading, like, the issues, like the Maybe. back issues. But the trade, it's like you're invested, you're going at a clip, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Are we in a dream sequence? Yeah, like- it,
0: in some ways it seems fitting, like it's like the tone very much changes, and with that artwork, it's almost like a crazy person is is sketching this out rather than. It's very clean cut artwork.
1: It's after he says, "Get the hell out of my yeah. house," right? Like yeah. after the end of like the first mm-hmm. issue, like
0: it's in the middle of one of the issues, I believe. But it's it's during this introduction of the armor, right. and it's like now it goes down, but it also carries over to scenes outside of the cave where you're talking about all of his sidekicks uh, trying to Alfred down...
1: sending out the all call mm-hmm. like the. The bat cave is under attack, and you see that beautiful panel of like Alfred in the middle, and then this sort of like like diagonal sectionals of all of the bat allies, the yeah. bat family. Yeah, the bat, bat family.
0: family. Like getting the call, being like, come on, man. Because like, they were just already hunting down I had shit the do. court of owls. Right. And yeah. now they've got to respond to this distress call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you've got Robin, bat girl red hood red hood p- yeah. the second robin right yes um
1: yeah right at the see that that last there is dick grayson there yeah dick grayson mm-hmm. is there
0: as nightwing
1: batgirl yeah mm-hmm. so and then they, they 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 get like all like like side characters and things like that like
0: right yeah she is there yeah yeah and i don't know it, it was worth pointing out um Because in in many ways, it's appropriate because there's a change in tone. But it's also jarring tone of the artwork, the the style of the artwork. And also, it switches right back in the next issue. It's back to Capullo. And Capullo, I love his artwork. It's just weird. It's a sense of tension. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I
1: was like, is there something about to happen? Right. Even more so than... Before, mm-hmm. so and I loved I love the race against the clock. I love that the court of owls uh, go out and in order to they've got a list of like the people that if they were killed would incite the most chaos. Like and it's it's far it's well thought out. It's almost like a chess match where you're gonna take out the the most powerful players or the players that are gonna cause the, the most amount of damage mm-hmm. you know this is
0: how the court of owls maintains control over gotham city
1: and it's hard to think of this as because when you think of batman you don't think of many like organizations against them like m- maybe it's always like miss league of assassins mr freeze like the league of assassins maybe mm-hmm. but like it's Mister. F- like name a Batman villain: Joker, mm-hmm. uh, Bane. Uh, you know this was a this was a group that's been here the whole time. Right? How do you stop an army, a mm-hmm. literal army that's been sent out into the night? Right.
0: It is similar to um, Ra's Al Ghoul and yeah. his League of Assassins, especially when you think Rachel Al Ghul is one of the few people that knows where the Batcave is. Okay. And if he wanted to, this very well could happen. It's just Ra's al Ghoul has a different take on Batman. He doesn't feel like he's someone he needs to kill. He's he's someone that he respects very much, you know. So
1: why why create this? Why create the Court of Owls?
0: It's a great question. Uh, I think one of the reasons was Snyder is essentially this is a reboot of Batman, and he wanted to um, do. More mythos and history of Gotham City. And so he's delving back into what happened in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds 1800s yeah. during this. And then like, what, what does it mean to be old money? And there's this thing that's, you know, you hear about stuff like this where old money has a lot of ties that goes back generations. And he's introducing this into the story.
1: Well, we see so much, and it, it, I guess it allows him to, if there's this secret society that's been there the whole time, it allows him to essentially rewrite parts of Bruce's history. Right. Like, things that have been established in canon for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we go back and see Alfred's father.
0: Right, you know. Later in on in this, the story,
1: later on in the story, I think it's the last issue. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: okay, so he brings down the the these assassins, the the, the talons the in the bat Batcave. He brings yeah. them down using cold, yeah. and that's what ties into a later story that's coming up.
1: Well, he, he brings them down using cold, like it slows down their regenerative, yeah. uh, properties. But that's after they bring the robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex to life. Uh, I, I'm almost yes. positive, and the re- and the Tyrannosaurus Rex just starts wreaking havoc on, yeah. and they call it like Fido or something like that. <laughs> like that's why the T Rex has been in that bat cave the whole time. Like <laughs> he's just been a guard dog that you can activate. Like that's amazing. Like, how has no other like comic book author like ever like stumbled upon? Oh, okay, that's why he's mm. got a life size Tyrannosaurus Rex.
0: Yeah, well it's. It, like we said, though, there's so few reasons to use it right. because no one's ever breaking into the Batcave. But who, how, okay, so
1: I don't know. I just, part of me's like, so where, where'd you get it, Bruce? Did you, did, you, <laughs> did you have it made? Was it a gift?
0: Well, there is a history behind the giant penny and behind the T-Rex. Like those were golden age storylines that those were trophies from. Right. I don't know, because I don't remember reading that story, but I believe that there is a story behind each one of those.
1: But I'd be interested to go back and read it now. Yeah. Like, yeah and, and like, the,
0: um, the Penny, uh, like, later on became a Two-Face storyline, but in the original Golden Age history of that Penny, it was like the Penny pincher or some throwaway right. Golden Age villain. Right, 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 right. You know, and I think there's something similar about the T-Rex
1: so the the Court of Owls mm-hmm. uh they send out all their talons uh and it's talons from the past and uh, it turns out that there's a whole like army of them that they've saved over the years right to in one fell swoop take over Gotham yeah uh the the court of owls themselves batman actually stumbles upon where they are mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was genius or if it was and an odd choice that they've all t- sipped the Kool Aid. So our main bad guys from the first one have all drank poison because they saw the writing on the wall.
0: Right. Yeah. Th- th-
1: that seems so abrupt to me. Like, yeah, I- it I- did because I-, I went back and read um, Court of Owls uh, before mm-hmm. I read City of Owls, and like they were so like prominent. Like, why kill them all? Out and I, I guess it was a way to wrap up everything. And I guess if you're affluent, like all you have is your, 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 your status, your, status, your story. So when when Bruce threatened to tarnish that, or you know, re- threatened to report all of them, like, but there's that there's that haunting image of them all sitting at the table, and there's like a. There's a guy and a girl and the guy's head is laying on her shoulder. And it's so weird to talk about this like visual medium and be like, you remember when, um, like in an audio (laughs) format. Uh, But there is, there's a, there's a haunting image of them, uh, like sitting at the table. And I think Batman says like, damn you or something like that because he, he wanted to bring them to justice. He wanted to bring them
0: to justice. (laughs) And that was the thing. It was, it was basically, he wanted to balance the scales because they invaded his home. Right. Now he's going to invade their home and bring them all to justice, but they weren't going to have that.
1: Well, they literally, like, terrorized him. Yeah. Court of Owls before, like, they threw this guy through the ringer, like, and and basically beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, psychologically, you know, physically. Like, they worked him over. And then to, to do this, like, the end game being, like, we're just going to destroy Gotham by spreading chaos. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he
0: finds this... Um, elderly member of the of the group and he's like oh she's a member of of them and right. it's like you would expect an older lady with old money living in a very old classic rich person high-rise in a big city and that's very much who she is right and then he's like uh-huh. in, the,
1: in the retirement home for old right. Cultists, you know right. i should have checked here first <laughs> What would have been interesting to me is mm-hmm. the the court of owls has had their talons working, and this this thing has been, I, I guess this this organization, this family, this whatever you call it, has been sort of running Gotham for years. So, don't you think that in order to, in order to better able predict and and maintain control over the city, wouldn't they start taking out supervillains? as well like don't you think the biggest fly in the ointment like isn't necessarily going to be Batman it's going to be like Joker like fucking something up or like poisoning all the fish or like, right. like I'd be interested to see how they react and how certain villains react to like you know the, all of a sudden like all of Gotham's elite are being taken out and, you know
0: right or is it just this is more cover for us the, the, the authorities are handling Perfect. that
1: Batman's taken care of. Batman's taking. The yeah, bat Batman's family. distracted.
0: The police are distracted. We can continue to bribe officials and do whatnot because okay. of this distraction. It's aiding us in some level. You're
1: kind of evil, Alan Forbes. That I didn't think of.
0: It's my endgame. <laughs> I'm mesmerizing everyone using Made in the Trade podcasts. Little did they know. Uh, so there was also before we get into the Mister Freeze storyline, we introduce. The death assassination of Lincoln Mert March. March. He's the uh, candidate for mayor, right? Yes. Uh, he gets stabbed by a Court of Owls knife when Batman finds him. By the way, Lincoln March looks suspiciously drawn, like,
1: obscenely like like
0: Bruce Wayne.
1: This is not like. And there's a there's a beautiful beautiful half panel. Where it's half of his face, and you could have sworn that it was. It, it's Bruce. He's mm-hmm. got the chiseled chin. He's got the muscle. And, and spoilers, this comes into play later. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know if... You know what? Let's hold off on talking about this because yeah, I feel okay. like we're going to get into this. Let's talk about the Mr. Freeze story because yes. it ends right with that and then it... That's it, right.
0: So like we said, there's some sort of a cold element to these zombie ninja people. Right. And cold is their weakness. They're always walking around with this bluish white skin and they seem to be almost impervious to harm because of whatever's flowing through their veins. Well, we're going to flash back to the history of Mr. Freeze whose technology is tied to why all these people are able to do all this stuff.
1: And just as, I think you actually answered one of my questions before we even started discussing this, where I think this was a way to, I think this backstory was a way for the artists to imprint even more of themselves onto the Batman universe. Like how court of vowels is, I guess this fun Sort of way to be like, you thought you knew, but you were just barely scratching the surface. <laughs> mm-hmm. This story about Mr. Freeze right. takes his origin story, which we're all very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with it the same way I am with, um, what is it, Heart of Ice? Yeah,
0: from the Batman animated series.
1: Right, and that story has remained uh, through video games, mm-hmm. through uh, comics, uh, somewhat consistent right. of the woman he loves being sick and everything he's doing and it almost humanizes him to a certain degree mm-hmm. where he's just trying to find the cure for Nora
0: yes uh and then he blames Bruce Wayne for her death the yes. death of his wife
1: for his wife
0: as we were learning in Batman the animated series
1: correct and the whole time it's his wife the whole time it's his wife and you, you don't you don't say like well that justifies you killing all these people but at the same time, you're like, all right, he was, you know, it gives him this tragic backstory. It's
0: emotional scarring. Emotional it, scarring. It, it gives him the justification for being, quote unquote, cold hearted.
1: This story negates all of that. Yeah, to uh, some,
0: well, to some degree, yes.
1: Supposing that uh, it is, it is said, I think through through Batman while he's wearing the mask, mm-hmm. trying to talk um, Victor down, right? That. N- he never knew Nora mm-hmm. that she's been like this for years and she was in this state years before Victor could have ever have met her or right. known her mm-hmm. and that this was all created in his head. And he's been loving this girl and, and, and I guess it's like putting onto her all of these hopes and dreams in this life that he wanted. He's
0: obsessed on someone that he does not know. Correct. And he's created this scenario that we watched on that animated series episode. Yes. According to Victor Freeze. That's how it went down.
1: Oh, my God.
0: But like, in reality, or how Batman has revealed, that was never the case.
1: So is that my question was, and, and for all of you listeners out there and readers of the comic book at home, please, uh, like, uh, uh, I'm sure uh, we've got uh, Facebook and, and, and do you get... Does Made in the Trade have yes, a Facebook page? Yes, there is a Facebook page for Made in the Trade. Made in Trade Facebook, please. I'm interested in your, in your thoughts and your ideas. The way that this story opens shows you another tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. And it's Victor with his mother. Right. And they're walking along the ice and she falls in mm-hmm. and, and perishes. Right. At the end of the story, we see an, the same story. Mm-hmm. And is this the accurate way that this story went? And the first one was another example of Victor painting it the way he wanted it to go?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're asking me, yes. I'm
1: interested in your opinion, and now, I'm interested in listeners' so, opinion. So and- I'll
0: give you my opinion, and I think that's basically what it is. We're setting up that he has a very skewed memory, and it skews a certain way of, oh, isn't this tragic? It's uh, justified in however my emotions are. But in the reality is... He's always had this psychosis, and he he murders his mother. So he's capable of murdering his mother because he's a schizophrenic or because he's whatever psychopathic uh, issue that he has that he belongs in a mental institution before he ever becomes Mr. Freeze.
1: Does that negate this supervillain? Like, don't, don't we... My argument would be, like, don't we already have enough of like psychotic like people that skew things and see things like don't we have enough of that like does it tarnish this man who who had a path and a destination by skewing his story like is he is is this a disservice to victor freeze like why why change it so that and not say like painting in a broad strokes here that it was like he's just another psychotic he's just another crazy person like he's another uh, mad hatter he's another joker mm-hmm. he's another person that is a little off rather than a brilliant scientist who's striving to do this for the woman he loves like why fuck with that mm-hmm. is my question like is it is it justified is it just like and i get like it's a one off like you paint your own picture this mm-hmm. is an alternate you know retelling and who who knows maybe if we read this book backwards mm-hmm. like it tells a different like maybe the the actual thing is the very first and you know victor paints it to be the homicide like uh, you know i don't want to get super mad up but maybe batman doesn't say these things but victor's hearing batman saying this and oh wow it's like inciting him even more okay you know? so I, I i don't know
0: I, that's a unique take uh because yeah it could simply be reversed from what i'm saying right because if you're saying, well, it's different because it's from the point of view of Victor Freeze. Right. There's no reason why that can't apply to any given storyline. Correct. So you're right. It, it could very well be that that you're correct. It could be that Paul Dini was right in his original origin in the first place, and now in his twisted way, Victor's like, no, Batman's trying to drive me crazy with these false memories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just, I just, I thought we already had enough psychotics. Like I mm-hmm. hate to tarnish that, but I'm, I'm.
0: I I, I think the well, okay. So depending on which side we're going with, In in my argument, my initial argument. Remember that all of these villains find their way into Arkham Asylum. Yes. And if they find their way into Arkham Asylum, I think it's fine to say they're clinically insane. And here's the (laughs) diagnosis. Okay. And it's not just one traumatic event that pushes someone over the edge. There's more to it than that. Correct. So it started in your childhood, whether it be whatever chemical imbalance or some sort of thing that you're genetically disposed, predisposed to. That's what sends you down this path like we're seeing in the storyline. Or maybe you're right. And it was what the original Paul Dini storyline was. It was one traumatic event. It was a whole bunch of weird science going on, and now he's just the way he is going forward, and he's got these false memories of this present conflict with Batman to give him some question as to what is reality and what is true.
1: There's one panel that was cut where it's the Scarecrow. Like, the last panel of Scarecrow standing over Victor Freeze, like... I told you not to take my pudding in the cafeteria. And like, (laughs) this whole thing is just a traumatic, like, fear toxin induced, you know, hysteria. We
0: can always undo other people's writings (laughs) with the scarecrow's fear toxin.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Made in the Trade. (laughs) We undo our betters.
0: Bruce, this is Professor Crane. Your parents weren't killed in an alleyway. That's not true. No. That's impossible. It's true. All these newspapers were your elucidation. God,
1: Well, thank you, Alex. Speaking
0: of toying with Bruce's history, this is not the only example of toying with Bruce's history.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's S- do it. Secret organization that's beneath Gotham. Done. Yes, I'm sold, baby. <laughs> like, they've had their hands in everything. Yes, I love it. It's wonderful. Victor Freeze. Eh, okay. You know what? You want, to do, you want to do your own kind of spin on it? Yes. All right. The the big bad guy, mm-hmm. the big bad guy, the guy, the s- guy that
0: is yet another one of these ninja zombie dudes, but he's like the natural predator for
1: bats. Yes, owls.
0: The tal- the talon of the owl,
1: talon of the owl, is none other than Bruce Wayne's brother,
0: Thomas Wayne Jr.
1: Uh, okay, kids. Um, <laughs> this is this is where things get a little bit weird. Uh, right. Um. Alan, I, I'm so interested in your opinion on this, pal, because I I don't, just like the Mr. Freeze thing, I'm so torn and conflicted. I need you to talk me down off this ledge, pal. Like, is this actually Bruce Wayne's brother? Oh. Because then, not, after establishing all of this, and they have this epic battle, this fight where it's like super Talon armor. Like, he saved the best armor for himself, and mm-hmm. he's actually the strongest of all the Talons, and... Uh, after this huge battle the one of the last panels in this particular story arc, they explain away everything you just like Bruce Management just away this entire, this entire backstory. backstory. Oh, he's he's uh, he's once again he's deranged. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has no idea what he's talking about. Right. He's, uh this backstory isn't true. So Alan, mm-hmm. help me. What what is What is real now? Does Bruce Wayne have a brother that he did not know about that was raised in an orphanage that became anti-Batman?
0: I... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because before I read this, I was told about this aspect of the story. You were. And I was like, get the heck out of here, Did it
1: diminish?
0: Well, I think it was because I was already defensive about it, and I was already prepared... For they're going to do this. So in reading it, I was like, "Mm, that kind of makes for an intriguing idea, an intriguing storyline. I like that Scott Snyder's like, yes, I'm messing with the canon, the the ultimate history of a superhero. And but I'm going to leave this back door. I'm going to say Bruce thinks that there's a, a reasonable doubt that this guy is really.
1: The greatest Bruce's detective, yes, finds like, finds flaws in the logic, right? Giving us the readers an out. We mm-hmm. can either choose to believe, right, or choose to not believe.
0: Yes, and I think that's that's great that he went and did that uh, because then I'm just like, oh well, this is just post fifty two Infinite <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> continuity that you know they're going to undo later on no Bruce Wayne didn't have a brother and yes Superman is the last son of Krypton and all this stuff which wasn't the case according to you know many comic right. book issues that preceded that so I guess you the reader get to make that choice um, but I can read this and enjoy this as a potential retconning of the Wayne continuity that I could also say, well, it's just retconning, which can also be undone whenever.
1: But it's so much pressure I know. as a reader to, yeah. to, to to decide whether you want to believe mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne had a brother who just happened to become anti-Batman growing up, becoming right. the, the owl, and the owl fight the bat. And okay,
0: like, so let me put it this way. Okay, As a standalone trade, as we're reading this trade, I think it is more captivating that this is in fact his unknown brother if you're going to go on to future Batman continuity and you want to preserve the original canon of Bruce Wayne was an only child to the Waynes then you can also you embrace you can also that. do that but okay. I think as a standalone trade
1: it makes for more engaging it diminishes
0: that character if he's not in fact Thomas Wayne
1: or otherwise he's
0: just another chump wearing armor
1: or that he believes he's
0: but so what? I mean any one of those people that were in the Batcave could have believed that they were Martha Wayne, for all we care. <laughs> you know?
1: I'm Graham. <laughs> I'm I'm Martha Wayne. Yeah.
0: Good okay. thing they injected me with that cold freeze solution. <laughs> I survived. Okay.
1: I think I think you sold me, Alan. Yeah. I think I think the fact that you know, it does make for a better ending to the story. It mm-hmm. makes for an engaging You know, ending that it was that it was his brother. You know, and uh, the the subsequent backstory with Alfred and Mm -hmm. Alfred's father, who who served with the Waynes, and that it was all premeditated to cause the car wreck. To Mm -hmm. that, uh, Martha was pregnant. You know, and that car crash that she was in was, you know, meant to take her out because of her work with the city. It's the tragedy is like we as the reader see his father writing this uh, w- telling him not to come to Gotham City. Uh like that it it'll only lead to heartache and bloodshed and and pain and Alfred never gets that. Mm-hmm. Like he still comes and his life is now spent taking care of Bruce, you know, and mm-hmm. Uh, is there an alternate reality where that letter gets through and he stays there? And how different is Batman's world without Alfred?
0: Right. I don't know. But we know the Batman that we know.
1: Once again, he's just fucking around with backstory. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, of like, I, you, you know, I'm going to take my, your version of the, the Batverse and mm-hmm. put my imprint on it. Right. And stamp it, you know? And I, I, that's every artist's prerogative, mm-hmm. and especially if you're given the greatest, superhero right of all time mhm you know uh, of course you want to put your hand in everything and put your hand on everything and 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 work on that but
0: and just to round it out there's a story at the end that i barely got through it's
1: <laughs> it's rough it like, is right uh, uh, because this is somebody that's uh this is a young woman that's been following sort of batman's escapades and all she wants to do is is help out Batman, mm-hmm. and what what's so odd about this is it doesn't fit. Uh, it doesn't fit within the Court of Owls or the City of Owls storyline. It has nothing to do with establishing a backstory. It's almost like this cool one shot. You know, but the
0: only thing that I gleaned from this storyline is they give some mechanics of how Batman is stealthy in the city which there's a series of remote control boxes on the electric grid in the city so that Batman can actually out the power depending on where his vicinity is. Correct. So he can. Oh, suddenly there's no power. What, huh? And everyone's looking around for Batman, and of course he's in the darkness,
1: which is extremely dangerous. <laughs> like, which is like, hey, I, like I want to go downstairs and I want to get a glass of water, mm-hmm. so I don't want to wake my kid. So I'm gonna shut off the power to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, like
0: mm-hmm. it's like, oh,
1: sweetie, you turned off everything in the house <laughs> in order to go to the like.
0: I guess you would assume that he doesn't abuse it. Uh, it's only when there are armed gangsters in the right. vicinity and he has and to take like, them down. And power
1: off. Right. Hopefully he's not near a hospital mm-hmm. or a school, like when that happens. Uh, I, I,
0: I recall Scott Snyder in the Kevin Smith interview on his podcast where he's talking about how Scott Snyder, and I told you this in the last podcast, yes. Scott Snyder used to be a custodian, a janitor at the Magic Kingdom of uh, Disney World. And so in a. Personally, walking through those Utilidors that he walked through, he pointed out the difference in the Disney World that the guests get to see and the Disney World the cast members get to see. And the Disney World the cast members get to see is very grimy. There's a lot of (laughs) stinky nastiness that we see backstage. And you also get to see the power conduits and all this stuff. And I could tell... That this is one of the things that inspired him. The people that live underground, we control the fate of those above.
1: The views of Alan Forbes do not reflect (laughs) the views of (laughs) Billy McCoy. Um,
0: But uh, so that example of in the sewers where this girl discovers the remote control boxes, is like, this is the magic. This is part of the Batman mythos. Uh, was
1: that... But, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like the story could have been better. Like, you're
0: absolutely right. Because after that full, complete storyline, uh, that's the only thing I got out of it.
1: That's the only, like... Absolutely only thing. Kudos to you, man, for trying to find that silver lining. I'm like, like why is this here? Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but you could see, the like, the behind the cape and the cowl and, like...
0: And not only them- that for for what i just described could have been in any one of these other issues that we just reviewed that didn't need its own storyline with a character that we barely care about apparently this girl becomes a sidekick later on is that true do you know no okay So so you're saying no or you know that No, I have no idea. So you don't know. So I think I was not invested in her that this is like Bluebird or whatever it is, like she eventually becomes a sidekick. Or she becomes a sidekick to maybe Red Hood or something like that. I don't know. I'm just off the top of my head. You can Google this and be like, Alan, you don't know comic books, but that's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But for I mean, for a Batman story, it had Mm -hmm. very little Batman. Very little. I mean, he was fighting a tiger at one point, and I'm like, "Look at you, he's fighting a tiger." (laughs) (laughs) But for the most part, it was this weird sort of like, "Let's follow this." And honestly, as far as superhero origins go, I enjoyed that aspect. Like that, you tended to gravitate towards like, we got to see like some of the boring stuff you never get to see with Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody's got to sweep this up, like, or set up the power grid, like, and what I tended to gravitate towards wasn't like a normal person. It's like all these random stories in the Spider-Man universe where like Spider-Man meets like this kid and like saves him. And then it it puts an impression on the kid. So the kid stops bullying at his school. Don't do drugs. Credits. Like, but this was kind of the same thing. Like, like girl runs into Batman or stumbles onto this is how he's saving people. And like, I want to help. Like I just, if you want to be a superhero, all you have to do is like hang out on the sewers a lot and mm-hmm. like know how to work with power grids. Right. And, like, she just takes it upon herself to be like, I'm going to work with Batman. You yeah. Know? <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so, let's move on to a different aspect. You were telling me that this is a, potentially a movie... Plot? Well, I know that Bat
1: uh, Batfleck is looking at all these different aspects of the Marvel Universe, and there was a rumor floating around that this movie, this, beten- this storyline of the Court of Owls and the City of Owls, because I know that Gotham, the television series, touched upon it or is going to touch upon it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for a yeah, fact that they're, ta-
0: they're already. They have revealed a yes. Court of Owls in existence. Like they showed one of the masks. And, and
1: so this seems like the quintessential storyline and there's a rumor that this would be a good standalone film Mm -hmm. and it would allow him to branch away. Like we're not showing you Bane. Mm -hmm. We're not showing you this. I mean, I'm not even going to get into like, uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn standalone movie. That's casting poison Ivy and you know, all of those. So the first time we see some of those characters will be in the Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn, uh, movie, but, but, so okay so with that being said god I, how amazing would it be to see some of these fights in the Batcave yeah like, to see like oh my god it's a renaissance Respect or the big suit or is, is that too close to what we've seen cinematically with like Batman versus Superman or uh, who do you cast as as Batman's like supposed brother like, how about
0: his real brother Casey Affleck yeah <laughs> Ooh. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> and then you're like hey that's so funny that they cast two brothers it's that's, just like reading the comic uh, book you're like hey, uh-huh. the guy? why oh, did they draw him so to look just like bruce wayne <gasps> Whoa? but the issue is the same issue that we had which is are you going to sell this retconning of this origin to the general public because already the comic book lovers are like you can't do that to batman introduces it to the general public and like it's going to be like Superman having a baby in uh, <laughs> Superman, Superman Returns. returns.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I still kind of want to see the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, I still would love to see, you know, it, it take place and to see it because then we get to see how much of the Bat family exists too. Yeah. like we get to see like if he calls in reinforcements, who mm-hmm. are those reinforcements? Like,
0: I think it would be really cool If our first introduction of Dick Grayson was as Nightwing. Do you think so? Like that there's a history there I think is is a fascinating concept. Who do you cast? For Nightwing?
1: For Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Like like out of actors. I mean, but the thing is
0: age appropriate, I know so I'm so unfamiliar with actors in their early twenties. I just I just I don't know any off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. You know.
0: I mean, do you think of anyone? No.
1: (laughs) <laughs> this shows how little, like I, you know, everything I watch, like my wife and I are watching Buffy, you know, again, mm-hmm. you know, for the eighteenth
0: time, right? You know,
1: like, uh, I don't know, man. Um,
0: it just seems like anyone we're familiar with is just going to be age inappropriate. Well, I mean, for that flex
1: Batflex, kind of up there. I mm-hmm.
0: mean,
1: I, he's got to be in his fifties, yes? 40s?
0: Is he already? He's at least in his forties. Forties, I don't know. About-
1: so does that mean like Dick has to be in his like mid twenties
0: potentially?
1: Yeah. So you just need somebody that can play someone in their mid twenties, right? Yeah, that's like superhero quality that hasn't yet been <laughs> well that hasn't been yet been scooped up by, you know, by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the far-reaching machine that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah, I'm just picturing Ben Affleck in his 30s. Who does he take in as a young Dick Grayson? I don't know, man. Right? See, I I can't. I, I just can't do you think of do it you,
1: do you do. I don't know, man. Do you pay like homage to to what's his name and bring in uh, Joseph Gordon lovett
0: See, and and that thought crossed my mind, but I think even he might be a little too old to play Nightwing
1: nowadays. Like you, you also want somebody that like when Batfleck.
0: But also, I don't think you want to hit that close to home with Batman. Yeah. It's like, well, is this a continuation of the Christian Bale continuity? Yeah, it's like you, you don't want to introduce that confusion. Yeah. I honestly think, just like with um, the the current Spider-Man, like I wasn't familiar with that guy,
1: uh, uh, Tom Holland. Is that it? Maybe. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> See again, I wasn't familiar with him. I sure, still not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's likely it's going to be someone that I don't know. I don't know who it is. Yeah,
1: but that's... Honestly, God, go unknown. Not like, yeah. Give us the next, you know, sort of like it kid.
0: You right. Know, that can I don't be. watch enough movies to know the next hotness. Right. You know, maybe my wife does better than I do because she'll watch the non-comic book franchises.
1: Okay, so let's say that this ties into a Victor... Freeze mm-hmm. story then okay and and arnold is too busy he
0: can't, he can't, he's on the celebrity <laughs> apprentice
1: he can't reprise his role right uh who do you cast as victor Freeze and this age group you're, you've got to be at least a, a little more familiar with yes. like the older yes. actors
0: yes i i i didn't i didn't pay enough thought to this did you think about this I I haven't. This is oh, okay. I, uh, this
1: is such a kind of a spontaneous question. Then I was like, uh, I'm trying to think of who. Okay,
0: is Malkovich too old? Oh yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I, too. I mean,
1: I love him, but mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, he might be a little too old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Who do who do you who do you pick?
0: He's got to be someone who commands the screen, who's who can who can. Command a screen, command a scene by being very calm and collected.
1: I got it. Okay, Christoph Waltz. Who's that? Uh, from Django Unchained, he's done a lot of Quentin Tarantino. Is he the um,
0: the, the 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 Nazi from? Yes, uh, yes. Inglorious Bastards.
1: Inglorious Bastards.
0: Uh, I'd I'd be fine with that. Yeah, but <laughs> I know him from Inglorious Bastards and hosting Saturday Night Live that one time.
1: Yeah, I think he could do. Oh my God! But if we could go back and time and see a little like johnny malkovich yeah now i'm now i'm stuck on it now i was like (laughs) i'd love to go back and see you do it johnny he he would be great
0: (laughs) i think it'd be interesting yeah
1: yeah well there's all this talk too of like people like clamoring like all right we've got a new universe and that leaves us we've got a whole like co bad guys to do like right uh, you know uh,
0: redoing scarecrow redoing other Parsons,
1: uh, Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory, okay. has talked about doing Riddler and like campaigned for it. Like, you can't see this right now, folks. This is an audio medium, but Alan looks like he's having a stroke. Yeah. Like his face is contorted and, and twisted up. Like Ooh,
0: Sheldon as the Riddler. It's almost a throwback to the Frank Gorshin Riddler, which I don't think is what we're looking to go to.
1: I'm more along the lines after watching uh, Netflix's uh, series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. of uh, Neil Patrick Harris. As Riddler. As the Riddler. I think
0: that'd be great. Great. I like that. I think
1: he's the perfect age. Yeah. He's got the right amount of charisma. It, and like. and
0: Neil Patrick Harris is so eloquent. Like, you could see him being see him being a super ah, genius. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah, 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 <laughs> Maybe not playing it so big, but, like, <laughs> you could see how he could be a clever person, you know? Yes. I could, I could see that. I think that would be a nice casting, in my opinion. But I'm sure someone in Hollywood's like, man, I want box office gold. Who's... Ooh, the case. Oswald Coppelbod doesn't (laughs) 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 work. Still (laughs) Burgess Meredith. Meredith. (laughs) He's he's undead and he's in Hollywood. I call the shot
1: see. (laughs) I'm gonna crap thunder. Uh, if we do Court of Owls, the movie, City of Owls, can one of just the like old people at the table be Adam West?
0: That would be great.
1: As just one of the older, like people at the table. Or
0: does Adam West play? Tom Wayne Sr. In the flashbacks. Uh, In the flashbacks.
1: Maybe.
0: That seems like a a role. He has been passed over time and again. How come Adam West has never been cast as Thomas Wayne? Didn't he
1: do it? Didn't he do it on the animated series? Maybe. Like one of the animated series? Like Brave and the Bold or something like that? Possibly. But that's just the voice.
0: I'm saying why can't. Well, I guess he wouldn't have a kid that young at this point. I,
1: I think he's a little too up there. Like, I love Mr. West, but...
0: Okay, fine.
1: Maybe it's Al- Alfred's dad. Maybe. You know, if we do, if we do that flashback. Uh, <laughs> you can't see it again, but his face is, is convoluted. I should, know. Okay, wow.
0: so anyway, he should have been in the 1989 least scene. Yes. He should have been cast for that. Absolutely. I mean, there was all this... Complaining that he wasn't in the new Batman movie. I mean, like, did he really opine to be the Michael Keaton role? Or was he just like, give me something, you know?
1: He probably was like, just give me something. Yeah. Like, like for the fans. Like, I think you should be the Stan Lee of the DC Universe. <laughs> I say put Adam in everything <laughs> just like just as a random like just
0: he's the janitor
1: he's the janitor he's the security guard he's the, <laughs> like and like he's like what was that and then like the guy next one puts his paper down and it's Bert ward and, you know it's like nice yeah.
0: he's one of the officers that shows up during the murder scene of the waynes like and i was two weeks away from retirement <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Even better. You can just
0: completely take away from the drama of any tragedy. It's like,
1: yeah, every, like one guy in the audience goes like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's either you or I, depending yes. on what view- viewing of us. Yes, <laughs> we're tapping our significant other on the arm. We're like, honey, look, it's Ian. it's it's Adam West, and they're like, I don't care. I don't know why they did that. Who's Adam West? <laughs> Is he a friend of yours at Disney? No, uh, Sweetie. Oh, all right. Yes, he's a very good friend. <laughs> I'm very excited about uh, Lego Batman. Mm.
0: Uh, my son uh, do you know him. any plot points to it?
1: Um, it is dealing with Robin and dealing with um, like the story of Robin and then also I believe it's the commissioner wanting to work with batman like from what i've garnered from the previews not only that but a lot of the rogues gallery is present in one form or another Hmm. you know and i think it's oh god i think it's uh oh god who's playing the joker in this one i was really uh uh the hangover um guy with a beard in the hangover i know Um, what you're
0: talking about
1: yeah uh, okay he's doing the voice of the joker and i'm like yes i'm behind this <laughs> 100 okay. percent um so um yeah but it looks really good you know mm-hmm. it's one of those movies that like my son and i are are looking forward to ralph fines plays alfred pennyworth hmm. rosario dawson plays batgirl or barbara gordon okay zach galifianakis
0: yeah. Uh, oh, who, who plays That's not who I was thinking of. But plays okay, the cool. Joker. That's Billy, cool.
1: Billy D. Williams plays Two Face in the. Movie.
0: Now we're talking.
1: Yeah. Isn't that great? That's yes. a total throwback to uh, the original casting. The original casting for Batman. Because like, really,
0: no one had ever been cast for Harvey Dent before. Exactly. Billy D. Williams. Yeah.
1: So he finally gets a, a, a chance
0: to. You know. That's great. You know. uh
1: so I'm looking forward to that one. Cool. Speaking of Batman, universe.
0: nice. All right. We will. Uh, We will see here from you next time.